for watching today we're going to be talking about social media awareness and before we get into that for those of you who don't know who I am I'm a overcomer trendsetter and I'm a former victim of human trafficking and so I'm going to have Anna give you a sneak peek of what I've been doing in the past 15 years So you can see that I've done a myriad of things from public speaking to doing films, um, sharing on the red carpet, bringing awareness on human trafficking on all different formats. So for our first episode, for those of you who don't know, what is human trafficking and what does it have to do with the state of Texas? 
Well, before I begin, there's also been a lot of misconception whenever I share my story. I've had people assume that I came here from a foreign country and that I was actually abducted here in Dallas, Texas over 20 years ago. So with that being said, that became my passion to bring awareness about human trafficking. I did not have a pimp. I did not, um, I wasn't forced to work on the street. Um, the type of traffickers I had were more of an organized criminal operation where we had to work with Asian spas or escort service or in-house, um, in-house calls for um, elite escort service. For those who don't know what an escort service is, it's basically a fancier word for prostitution. So um, one of the things I want to share also, what does a madam mean? If you see on my video, it says I had to rank up to be a madam in order to um, plan my pri prison break. When I was being trafficked, I was me and the other girls were being held in a storage unit. And during that time, the traffickers were constantly on watch with us. And so after the day-to-day -day abuse, I had to find a way to get out of there, even if that meant I had to join forces with the traffickers. And especially during the 90s, nobody knew what human trafficking was. If I went to a person and say, hey, I'm being forced into prostitution, people didn't even think that exists. They believed that prostitution was nothing but a choice. So in order for me to escape the abuse that I was enduring every single day, that's when I decided to join forces. But I was also um, forced, fed with narcotics from cocaine, heroin, meth, you name it. And so with that being said, I also became an addict. So when I ranked up as a madam, I basically became a female trafficker myself. And so I have a book called Broken Silence. I forgot to bring my book today, but it is on sale. I do have stocks. And so if you want an autographed copy from me, you can go to my website at www.iamchongkim.com. And you can see on the homepage, there's a link that you can click on to buy my book for the autographed copy. And, um, so let's dive in into the social media world. So the first photo I'm going to show you is the reported human trafficking cases by state. If you look at the bottom, it will say California is first, Texas is second. Now, let me remind you, all these stats are only reported cases. Now, you have to keep in mind that there are many victims of human trafficking, especially male victims of human trafficking, that have not yet been reported. A lot of times it's due to shame and masculinity, and they also feel a certain male stigma. Even though we're talking about it more, that boys can be trafficked just as much as girls. Chuck, would you mind delving into the reason why um, you, know, you were fed narcotics and, and, and drugs? The reason why they fed me with narcotics is to keep me immobilized, to keep me under their control. And once the addiction took place, then you're not in your right frame of mind. You don't think about escape right then and there because you're constantly wanting that next hit. And also, one of the things that I saw 
through my addiction is that I wanted to escape the reality. So being force-fed with narcotics, um, heroin, cocaine, it also numbed my reality. It numbed my um, conscience, and it was easier for me to uh, become a madam and to have that illusion that this was normal and that I could adapt to this type of life. But once I got clean, that's when the reality started to flush into my consciousness. And that's when I started to develop um, complex PTSD to depression. I've had multiple suicide thoughts. And so whenever I see uh, celebrities and when I read posts, I hate to say this, but Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, um, those two had committed suicide and people were like, wait, why? They were on the top of the world. Well, when I started speaking, people assumed I was at the top of the world. But deep down inside, when you have been hit with a depression or any type of mental illness, it's not so much of a choice that you want to be depressed. It comes and goes like waves. I still go through depression, but because of proper therapy, I got to learn how to set up tools to help me to heal. So whenever I start feeling anxious, I'll start setting up a basically a safety plan for myself. Safety plan number one, I'll start listening to music that brings back hope, that brings back uh, motivation. If that doesn't work, I actually have a box filled with, I even take screenshots of people sending me comments saying, you're welcome, Chong. Thank you for sharing your story. I even get moms that send me letters thanking me. So I'll reread those to bring back. To your tribe. Yes. Nice. So that way I can get focused and say okay this is just depression it's just a phase so I need to keep moving forward and I deserve to have a normal and happy life or actually my normal so with that being said um, let's also go to the next um, photo for the United States And all the colored, it it looks like a weather forecast, Mm -hmm. but all the colors are the primary areas that have been reported of human trafficking activity, from labor to sex trafficking, you name it. And then the other photo I want to share is boys can be trafficked, but here's the bottom line. If we have more kids that are not being adequately taken care of and they're being thrown in the streets or they're not being perceived as a victim then guess what we basically handed them on a silver platter to a trafficker so then um, we're also going to dive in to social media so i decided to utilize facebook for an example And through the uh, tutorial, I'm going to show you what predators are looking for when it comes to your profile. Even they could be your mutual friend that you may not know of. I know for me, I have a difficult time figuring out how this person became my friend. And so when you're diving into your social media, they'll look through your profile. They'll start looking through your friends list. 
they'll see and the first thing that pops out of your friends list they're going to look for a profile that shows a child and a mother as a profile pick and once they see that profile they have access to your friends profile this is what they get to see they'll see where they work they see where you have your interest what games you're playing they'll even dive in because i know now like with candy crush i can play games and i can invite people my friends and even people i don't know that can friend me to play candy crush with me i didn't know that yes and one of the sad things is when it comes to your kids and they're playing and they're using their mommy's account then they have access to also associating with a predator Okay, so that's you, another thing. Okay, would you like to talk about uh, these moments here at Starbucks? Why, why did you sh- decided to show us um, that Starbucks? Uh, well, on this profile, the person says they work at Sp- Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So what the predator is looking for is, does it show a local address? Where is this located? They're looking for concrete um, information. Then they'll look through their friends list. And since it doesn't show any friends, they'll go back to the profile. Then they'll start looking. And here's one of the emphasis I want to share. When we're checking in, be sure that our children are not near us. But to a predator, they're going to check out the venue. They're going to see that it's a kid-friendly venue. They're going to see, they're going to also check on their Google Maps or their Apple Maps to see where's the location, how they can they get there. And if it says it's kid-friendly, then guess what? that predator who have access to your friends will also have access to attend the venue and if it's going to be a large enough venue they're going to blend into the crowd the other thing i forgot to post on here was the hashtag of single moms i put down single moms rule hashtag single mom rules if you click on any hashtag on your facebook it will actually link you to all the other single moms and i forgot to put that here in this video but i want to emphasize that the other thing with the photo it was emphasized that someone went to osu i actually was not a student at osu however they don't know that but anything that a predator can find anything in the background of your photo so if you're taking a picture at walmart and it shows what type of walmart they can even enhance the photo let's say a co-worker walks by and photo bombs your photo with you and your kid Mm -hmm. but it shows their name tag then guess what then that predator can also find out where that coworker works, where's the location, and they can also make sure how to find you. Okay, that's very interesting. And also, um, I was watching um, a video of an influencer and her kids were the influencer, actually. Yes. And um, she was saying that when she checks in, because obviously there's also about like, if you want to have partnerships on all these things, um, you want to know that you want to tell the kind of the organization you were there so what she does is that she tags she tags the location after they've left yes so that's in her opinion is the safer absolutely and i do the same thing i usually now that i don't have little kids but even with me when i'm going to an event and people know that i'll be speaking there i will check in when i'm there and while i'm there because i'm a speaker i want people to attend however what i do is once the event is done there's a way that i can see 
where how many people have checked in but i very rarely check in through my personal profile this was just an example and also the kid that you were with yes <laughs> he's actually my son and he is now a college student okay so he, he's safer now. yes absolutely but it's really important and also let's talk about tagging i know i had a mom that says my daughter's a cheerleader and i get friends that tag her be sure to know where they're tagging her, how they're tagging her. I even had a mom that gave gave contract to her school that oh, really? they are not allowed to take pictures and tag her child on any social media platform. Okay. And I understand that parents want to have their kids engage, and I'm not saying don't take pictures, but there's a way to be smart about it. Exactly. And when you're tagging, make sure it's tagged for that one day then take off the tag or delete the post. So oh, that smart. way it doesn't linger too long. You can even take a screenshot and so that way you can add that as a memory and print it out and put it in a scrapbook. That way you can show your kids. Facebook is now sending, actually selling scrapbook of all your posts since you started your own no uh, Facebook. Yes, they now started their own. It's kind of like Facebook yearbook. It's worth the cost. That way you don't have to screenshot everything and print it and okay. things like that. And it also shows how many comments you got on that day, how popular it was. But one of the things, especially that I want to emphasize when it comes to photos of your kids on social media, mm -hmm. you don't want to utilize any social media as a permanent photo album. It's worth the cost to get uh, Dropbox. Even if you get paid $9.99 a year to have 128 gigabytes, store them there because it's private. It's not, you can share it on your own time. You can share it how you want to. People are not reading the thin lines in the social media content that any photo that you post on social media also belongs to them. But if you delete it in less than 30 days, it's less likely that they are able to keep that right. photo. That's so smart. Yes. That's very smart. And also for the Android users out there, you can use uh, Google Drive. Absolutely. I use Google Drive. I use Dropbox. And there's tons of others. They even have, um, I think it's called Snapfish, where oh. you can also print oh, the yes. pictures through uh, Kodak machines, things like that. And there's nothing better than a memento like that, right? Just, Absolutely. Just having it printed for you absolutely but it's all about being safe but if you want your child or you to be an influencer i strongly suggest a facebook page rather than a profile because with a page you can be able to still be an influencer without giving out all your important details Yes, you're totally in control of the information that is passed on. Absolutely. Or even create Absolutely. a public figure page, Yes, right? yes. Because I had moms that want their daughters to become singers, and I strongly urge them, make sure you have a Facebook page for your daughter. And especially if your child is still small, meaning under the age of 16, but in my parental opinion i think as long as they're up to 18 the parents should know what the password is regardless but that's just my parental opinion because i believe that it's always important to know what's going on with your child's life you should be the best investigator when it comes to your kids yes put, put that pi pi hat on 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Um, so, would you like to talk a little bit about the GoFundMe campaign we have going? Absolutely. On? So, I'm excited to announce our GoFundMe. It's called Every Forty Seconds Campaign. What people, what many people are not aware, is that in the United States alone, every forty seconds, a child goes missing, and one in every six child falls into labor, sex trafficking organ trafficking and even baby buying right now the sex trafficking has basically trumped the awareness card people are aware of the labor trafficking but they believe that labor trafficking only happens overseas or it happens only to um, migrant or lit or um, foreign victims but even our teenage youth that are have been incarcerated many of them have a hard time looking for jobs so that's when a lot of times the labor traffickers will use teenage boys to do labor work and it's not legitimate work and they'll have them do all these work for their illegal enterprise and not pay them anything there's also different types of, of uh, trafficking that boys get into not just sex trafficking but also there's an underground type of fight club so people are not aware of that where traffickers make bets on these boys to see who's going to beat up who and so these scenarios do happen and people are not aware of that and so what i'm doing is i'm actually launching a scripted tv series called every 40 seconds i've actually written up to 80 episodes and it'll be a criminal uh, procedural type of show but oh. in order for us to do that we need your help we want to count on your commitment to help us get this launch when our tv series is launched then we are able to give back certain portions of our proceeds profits revenue to different nonprofits. and on top of that between the seasons we do plan to have a speaking platform oh this so, is exciting tell us more about this yes and so with the speaking platform so let's say season one of every 40 seconds have already been done then between the seasons while people are waiting at the edge of their seat to see season two we're going to take the cast real survivors law enforcement and legislators that are willing to travel with us to go to different states that way the audience can engage with their favorite characters on the show plus we're having a real talking platform where we're talking about what's wrong with the state what is the needs assessment that needs to be done for example there was a victim of human trafficking named Santonia Brown she was 16 when she defended herself from her pimp and she shot him <gasps> in the state of Tennessee they still ruled her as a child prostitute so that we is would very interesting yes and the downfall is she had to serve a life in prison but recently we were able to get the governor of tennessee to give her a pardon and she's supposed to be released in august and have 10 years of parole How oh i think that was on the news right yes okay it was on the news and the downfall was 
Um, she's already spent almost 15 years in prison, and they're going to add on additional 10 years of parole. There's been back and forth of comments. Some people still see, well, two wrongs don't make a right. But what people don't understand about the victimology concept is the con um, complex PTSD, the Stockholm Syndrome, the things that most victims fear that if you've never been through that situation, it's hard to relate because it's not normal to captivate someone. It's not normal to have your own slave. And so with that mindset in mind, and so um, anyway, I'm getting, going on a tangent, but what I wanted to share with the uh, platform of speaking, we would go to Tennessee. We would meet with some of the representative that are eagerly wanting to change the laws in Tennessee, so that way we can <clears throat> start eradicating that movement. So our TV series is not just for entertainment, but it's also about bringing awareness. All the cases that our characters will work on is actually inspired by real FBI cases. And I said inspired, not based on, so we have to change some of the elements, but it's basically following the uh, victim in the storyline. So if she was abducted in Dallas and she got sent to Alabama, we would follow her uh, story into Alabama. So uh, with that being said, one of the things I want to share real quick that the rest of our TV, uh, rest of our podcast um, we'll have different characters, I mean, we'll have different guests on our show, so it won't just always be human trafficking. So if we have a guest that's a celebrity that's sharing their story, their passion, the last five minutes of our show will still share safety tips. If you want to learn more about my story, or you want to learn, or you have questions or concerns, please drop them in the comment box under the um under the video or you can send me an email at chong at i am chongkim.com or you can go to my website at www.iamchongkim.com and you can send your feedback there and don't forget to give us a thumbs up support our campaign feel free to share there's my book right there you can order an autographed book and 20 percent goes to a nonprofit of your choice so if you have a nonprofit you care about please comment that in the comment section when you place your order for the book other than that thank you for watching for the very first show and i hope you come back to see me again Thank you.